Mid-market sized businesses are where the true economic action in business really is. They are nimble and agile. They're factories of growth, they lead in innovation, and they're early adopters of tech. These enterprises need the right tools, support and environment to flourish. But sadly, they're often overlooked and undervalued. Not here though. This is the Mid-Market Matters podcast, and I'm your host, Craig West. We'll explore pain points, growth strategies, and how to find the competitive edge. Welcome to SME Radio. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, I'm joined by Andrew Boucher. Andrew is a partner at RSM Australia, and I actually met Andrew on a flight to Wagga one day by a sheer coincidence, and we've been in touch ever since, several years later. So it's been great uh, to find out a bit more about Andrew and the work that he's doing with RSM, and particularly clients in restructuring, reconstruction and recovery. Andrew, firstly, thanks for joining us, mate. It's good to have you. Thanks, Craig. Um, tell us a little bit about your background. You've obviously uh, got an accounting background, but tell us a bit more about what you're specifically focusing on now. Sure. Look, um, being a national partner of RSM, um, as a lot of people would know, uh, RSM is one of the Australia's leading professional service firms, and we've been around nearly 100 years and have over 30 offices in Australia. So being a national partner, um, the areas I work in is business recovery, um, structuring and asset protection and cash flows, helping people if they've got um, governance issues or organisations have any uh, pressure from any debt difficulties. So the idea is it's a specialised area, but we're a full service firm, so we can work in internally or we can work with the existing clients advisors. Okay, and obviously from the sounds of what you've been working on, you're a little bit busy at the moment. That's correct. Um, as we all know, we're having a the Black Swan event, the one in a 100 year pandemic with uh, COVID-19. And it's certainly um, brought to the fore, I guess, businesses that need help with, as you said, cash flow, structuring, asset protection, negotiating with financiers, all those things are now critically important for lots of businesses. Very much so. And, and as we speak, um, as people would know, different states and territories are at different uh, stages with uh, COVID. Most of us have come through a formalised or a, a quasi self-regulated lockdown process. Um, as we know, Victoria, particularly Melbourne and Greater Melbourne now from uh, last night uh, are in stage four restrictions, which, but a lot of other states and territories are coming out of that COVID position and are probably at a stage where they're saying, well, okay, there, there's relaxation of COVID-19 protocols which have been impacting our business, but what do we do? How do we go forward and do we have some form of plan? So what we've called it is a recovery plan. Okay, so I'd be interested to hear a bit more about that. What is a business recovery plan? What does it cover? And then we'll talk through how you might actually implement one. Sure, look, uh, a, a business recovery plan we see is is four sort of major steps and we can talk about it in detail is one step one is just stop and actually take stock so in other words stop take a breath and assess your situation then once you've done that and the certain things you do then is develop a plan and the idea is either remediate or innovate right and then from that is then are you going to reopen with a bang or do you actually need to restructure or do you even potentially need to wind up or or even 
progressively uh, closed down because the business circumstances have changed so fundamentally. Okay, so what sort of things do you look at when, you, when you're talking about assessing and reviewing the current situation? What sort of things are you looking at? Look, one of the things we all, and we've been doing a lot of this, is that we like to, if a business has advisors, is get their key advisors involved as well. That may be their, their accountant, could be their solicitor or business mentor or coach, whoever it may be. But what we look at is some of the things is what is their current cash flow? What is mm -hmm. their projected cash flow? What impact has COVID had from a financial perspective? Um, you know, are they been getting some form of stimulus measures from the uh, both state or territory government, wherever they're located, or the federal government? And those federal uh, components can be JobKeeper or the uh, cash flow boost. Um, then look at where they are as a business. What impact has COVID even had on their business structure? Is there now risks involved? You know, is there a financial risk or is there a, uh, a fundamental shift in how their business has been? And then from that, then look at as a business owner, how are we going to protect them if there isn't a fundamental issue to make sure that their business assets are protected and also their individual assets are protected. Yeah, which is obviously a key concern for business owners in the current environment. Not only how do I prevent something from going wrong, but if it does go wrong, which may or may not be my fault because of COVID and all the other things that are going on, then how do I protect those assets I've built up as a result? Very much so. And we're also, from a positive perspective, also seeing business owners actually coming along and and saying, look, we've wanted to do certain things as a as a positive thing, but we're actually now realised we need to do this or now there's a great opportunity to do it. So this has been a driver for change and a lot of the change has been very positive. Yeah, okay, that's fantastic. So once you've once you've assessed and reviewed the situation and you've come you're coming up with a recovery plan, what is what's involved in developing that plan? What does that look like? Look, I suppose the, the key catchphrases, and we've all got to have catchphrases, is, you know, remediate yeah. and, and innovate. So some of the things we look at is, well, what's the cost structure? Do you need to cut your costs? Or has the cost been impacted? And is that a short, medium or long-term um, situation? It may be in a business that the freight costs have all of a sudden gone up or their input costs have gone up because uh, there's limited supply chain, or uh, for an example is working with an organisation who has is very much in demand, their products very much in demand, but they're having fundamental issues because part of their supply chain is access from overseas and a key component they cannot get. So therefore they can't actually get the final product actually out to the marketplace. Yeah, okay, which is obviously a massive problem from a business point of view that needs to be resolved. Very much so. And what they're really worried about is, is the fundamental shift that their clients, their client base, and particularly long-term clients, may actually source new suppliers or gain new relationships. Now, this is a, a long-term older business, which mm. is very relationship-driven, and they're concerned because of that, that because they're struggling to get supply or supply in their case is, it's still coming, but it's intermittently. It doesn't come it's when not it's reliable. Should, not reliable yeah. at all. 
Yeah, okay. So once we've had a look at, you know, the position and where we're headed and what's our recovery plan like to look like, there's several options we can think about or, or explore. What do they look like generally? What sort of options are you seeing people utilise? Sure. So, um, you know, just with the plan, you know, you might look at funding, uh, deferring or negotiate payments, your employees, whether you do safe harbour or look at other opportunities. So then if it's a positive uh, situation and you're looking at innovating, you then reopen with a bank. So it's developing a plan where you're looking at leveraging yourself in the market to propel your position to a, maybe get more market share or greater market share or to, mm -hmm. to uh, actually get uh, new supply chain uh, parties or even new suppliers because there are cash is king at the moment. So if you're in a business which is actually doing well and you have that ability, it, it, I've seen another business which has always wanted a certain dealership, hasn't been able to get it. And now because of COVID, they're in a very strong financial position. They are able to pick up this dealership, this agency, because they can finance their floor plan themselves. They can get the spare parts in and they can pay their bill within the gazetted terms. Okay, so that's a great outcome there by the sounds of it. Um, on the other side of things, if there's not a great outcome, if we look at our options, if we look at what's happened in the situation, the recovery plan, et cetera, and just say, you know what, this is not going to work. We need to do something pretty drastic here. What are our options then? What are the things we need to think about? Look, there's quite a few things, and it's a case-by-case -case basis. So I suppose the first thing is, is that we're registered liquidators. We're members of um, the specialist body, ARETA. Um, so uh, because of being registered liquidators and registered trustees in bankruptcy, we actually um, have the professional experience and the expertise to advise on how to legally uh, wind up or, or to to move forward or to downsize. Now, some options might be is that uh, because of the impact of COVID on the business or, or their product, they may just decide, well, look, you know, we'll slowly wind up. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's not a formal process. It might be that we you know, talk to our landlord. If we still got three years on the lease, can we maybe exit out of the lease early? Um, you know, because of employees or leaving or because of COVID or whatever scenario it is, what do we do with our employees? What do we do with our lease? What do we do with our major costs? And it may be that you just do a voluntary sort of wine close down and yep. and then the business is, is, is finished, but you actually have a situation, you've controlled it in a structured way. If it's another situation where it's had an immediate impact of COVID and you see that there is light at the tunnel, you may even decide to look at appointing a safe harbour, going to safe harbour where you know, well, COVID's had an impact. It's a, we, we're acknowledging that we have a problem, um, but at the same time too, we have a plan to how we believe we can trade out of this, but we're wanting people to work with us. Um, another situation may be is you may look at appointing a voluntary administrator and looking at doing what we call a deed of company arrangement, where you do a formal, it's an act of, potential act of insolvency uh, uh, being a voluntary administration, but the idea is you actually are 
liaising with creditors to actually get a formal deed where you might say we will pay you so many cents in the dollar if you continue to trade with us or support us or or, or different scenarios or mm. if it's too too far gone it might be that we just need to do a formal um you know liquidation where the business um sells off whatever assets it's got and, and the money's returned to the creditors via a dividend. Okay, I'm interested. You mentioned safe harbour. There's some fairly new rules around safe harbour and what is possible. Maybe just give us a little bit of a short summary on what that looks like because a lot of people wouldn't be familiar with it, I don't think. Look, yes, it's 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 a concept which has come into Australia in the last little while. Um, it's based on a situation where you appoint a safe harbour professional yeah. and usually it's done in conjunction with a legal practitioner because it's making sure that you're not uh, tr going to continue to trade insolvently or you are there's certain conditions you have to do and the, the for an example is uh, once the safe harbour professional is, is appointed you have to have a uh, a turnaround plan it has to be very realistic you have to make sure that you're honoring your uh, tax obligations from that date onwards and you're meeting your payment of your superannuation payments and so in other words people are not going to be disadvantaged I suppose if I keep it quite general um, yeah. yeah it is relatively complicated and it's not something which people should dismiss but it's a case-by-case -case basis where you sit down with that business and look at well what has been the impact what in why has it had an impact and realistically what can be done to get out of this position and i think that's always tricky because mm. a lot of people are always very optimistic and you have to be optimistic to be a business owner i believe because you have to get out of bed every day you love what you do or you're passionate about what you do and it's also being able to realistically say, well, hopefully we can get this and this done. And there's not too many variables because as we know, so many times businesses will do a budget and they don't ever meet it. Absolutely. So it sounds like the safe harbour in the right circumstances, as you said, and with the right advice, could be the break that a business needs just to get back on track, get a few things sorted out, and hopefully continue after that, um, all things being well. Very much so. And there's other avenues too, as as you know, Craig, as well, where some businesses look at um, getting in uh, equity um, investors, or they may yep. decide to sell off certain assets to recapitalize, or they may uh, finance. Uh, we're dealing with a large organization at the moment, uh, which has been impacted by COVID and uh, their CFOs wanting to, they have a very large uh, motor vehicle fleet, which is totally owned. So what they're looking at doing is uh, financing part of their motor vehicle lease to free up some cash so they can do some structural changes, which they believe will then ride them, not just out of COVID, but the, the long, the medium term impacts the COVID environment will have on their industry. Okay. So that sounds like something well worth knowing about, but certainly something you need advice on. It's not something you're going to DIY, uh, do it yourself sort of solution. It needs professional advice, obviously, but that's uh, that's an important, important aspect. Very much so. 
So I'm interested just to see, you know, some case studies or some examples. You're obviously working with several clients at a time working through this process. And I know you can't give us their personal details. We don't want you to do that. But just some examples of what you've seen work well recently as a result of businesses implementing a business recovery plan. Sure. Um, let's start on a uh, an innovation sort of uh, example. Mm-hmm. A, it's an SME. Business is turnover uh, isn't you know isn't fifty million isn't at those big levels but it it is um, still in the in the millions. Mm-hmm. Um, they have wanted to do. Uh, they've been talking. It originally was started like a lot of SMEs started by mum and dad, and yep. they've been probably talking about succession, but really not probably actively talking about succession, if that makes sense. And feel free, right. Craig, to to chime in here at any time, because uh, I know this is an area of your expertise. And COVID has been probably the catalyst for particularly dad, who probably has seen himself very much in the business and his whole, uh, who he is, how he sees the world, mm-hmm. um, has actually said, you know what, I've done a good job and my children, are, uh, he has three children and two of them are in the business and he said, he's viewed it and said, you know what, these two are actually, have done a great job during COVID and our business has actually been an industry which has probably had a positive impact of COVID. Um, it's probably now time maybe I need to really step out of this. So what yep. do I need to yep. do? And that dialogue and that discussion has been phenomenal because it turned out that the, and we're not talking about two children, um, they're not uh, 16-year-olds or 18-year-olds, you know, they they are yeah, sure. p- people who are actually got some life experience and have formal qualifications and have been working in the business. It turned out that uh, one of them, who's both of key components or key drivers of the business, they each handle separate parts of the business separately, that one of them was probably reaching a stage that they just felt there was no future. Um, yep. And this has been great. So now they've actually worked out how they're going to uh, move forward, a time frame, how they're going to finance it, and also how what the business structure looks at, looks like. And at the same time, too, what are some uh, innovation, some of the newer areas the children wanted to take the business into or, or extend the existing markets in? I hope that's making sense. No, it is absolutely. It's just interesting to see what people are doing in terms of, you know, recovery plans, succession. It sort of all blends in together, which is great to see. Mate, before we wrap up. Sure. uh, Sorry, you're going to say something there? No, and the only thing I was just going to say was just on those people, you might think, well, why do they even have a recovery plan? They actually got referred to us because their question was, have I had an impact and should I be worried? And the answer was, when we worked through it, we reassured them there wasn't a problem, but they still needed to ask that question. Sorry, Craig. So. No, absolutely. Definitely worth asking that question. Andrew, before we wrap up, I'm interested just to hear uh, from you your one big tip for business owners to be more successful. Look, it's um, this is actually from my late dad. My, my late dad was a, right. a, a business owner, and uh, I don't know where he got it from. 
but this was his favourite saying, and he used to always t tell his managers under him and also tell me as, as his son, by failing to plan, you are planning to fail. Absolutely. It's a great tip, isn't it? By failing to plan, you're planning to fail. Andrew, how do people get in touch with you? If they need some help or they need help with a business recovery plan due to something that's gone on with COVID, how do people get in touch with you at RSM? Look, um, they can uh, go on to our uh, website, which is www.rsm.com.au, and um, all our details are there. We have uh, other specialists in other states and territories who can, can help people. If they want to individually come to me and I can point them, I can either assist them or give them to, if someone is uh, hypothetical, if they're in Perth, I could refer them to one of my Perth partners. Uh, my details are, uh, best number is 02-69-37-7001 and my email address is Andrew dot voucher b-o-w-c-h-e-r at rsm.com.au fantastic andrew thanks for joining us that's some really useful information good on you thank you so much thanks for listening to mid-market matters i hope you found this episode helpful and informative for your business to find out more go to midmarketmatters.com.au and to download other episodes go to apple podcasts spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts thank you for listening